Well, hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Attack of the Queer Wolf. <laughs> I'm May. I'm Mark. I'm Michael. Hi. 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 Hello. Hello. I'm so glad to see y'all today. It's nice it's to see you. <sighs> It yeah. really has. Um, that's the feel of 2019 right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Already. I've just been, you know when you just finally get around some gay people and you're like, oh, thank God. Mm. That's how I feel right mm-hmm. now. Oh, oh yeah. thank you. Well, yeah. you know, happy to, you know, oblige with, <laughs> yeah. with, you know, bringing you a little rainbow, rainbow <laughs> comfort. I'm happy to, to see you too. Yeah. No. It's been a minute. It has been a while. Oh, since we trash talked interview with the vampire. <laughs> that poor listener. That poor listener was Robert. Robert Robert, was Robert was like, This movie meant so much to me. And listen, I'd be a liar if I said that my gay ass wasn't like in love with interview with the vampire when I saw it in like whatever nineteen ninety four when I needed it badly, but Woof. Yeah. Woof. He texted me today laughing. He, he was did. like, oh, okay. well, I just listened to the show. Oh, good. <laughs> and I he said it was a very funny episode. <laughs> How was everybody's holiday? Oh. Um, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Mine was like, <laughs> mine was a little rough. It was the first one without my dad. Mm. So, but I was also writing like under the gun with the pilot script due to a studio. So I was like balancing those emotions with the family emotions. Right. It was tough. Wow. Mm. Survived. And it, I was glad to be home. So it was nice. Well, <laughs> All the feelings. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like you yeah, got to run the gamut a little bit. Yeah. And I still haven't like fully absorbed everything that happened in the last like three weeks with mm. that and work and stuff. So how about you? Uh, mine was pretty good. You I were was, in Palm Springs, I right? was in the Palm Springs. I was in the desert. Josh was sick over Christmas. Everyone was sick. Well, you know, like. we were I supposed was sick too. Yeah, we were supposed to come back to LA to hang out with family. Um, and it was a bummer not to be able to get to see them. But at the same time, because he was sick, I actually got to just sort of truly sit still for a while. Well, and all we did was just hang nice. out and watch movies. Oh, good. And not do anything. And even though he felt like ass, um, <laughs> you know, it ended up being sort of inadvertently relaxing, despite being disappointing of not being able to be, you know, with with. All the loved ones. You so, found the positivity in it. Yeah. So yeah. in the end, we were like, okay, well, you know, it had to be this way. So, you know, it's nice uh, in its own way. And uh, and New Year's was great. It was with friends. And, you know, how about you, Nay? You know, I was also sick. I was too. <laughs> like I mean, with my, that like, week. five-week-long headache that happened. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. yeah. That. So I was real chill over the holidays. But I did watch, like, four movies a day. Ooh. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. With, like, my family. Yes, of course. Okay, New Year's Eve, I spent on the couch. I think I had texted you. Right. And watched, what was I watching? Oh, I was finding old made-for-TV movies on YouTube. Wow. So I watched Freshman Fails, starring Candace Cameron Burr and Mark Paul Gosselaar. Who? Exactly. <laughs> and then I watched Mark Paul. Um, I don't know anything against Dying Paul. to Belong. Starring Ooh. Hilary Swank and Sarah Chalk and Jenna Van Oy. Oh, go on. <laughs> it was about them rushing a sorority. So great. This is the perfect segue to tea time. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I watched those. Yeah. So those are part of my tea time. So are we in tea time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. We have a guest. Oh, hello. <laughs> there is someone here. Should I introduce myself? You definitely oh, yes, please. My Who name are is. are you? Tell oh, us. Okay, Nay. Yes. My name is Parker Brennan. No I relation. Am, 
writer director here uh, to talk about "Let's Scare Jessica to Death" <laughs> from nineteen seventy one. Spooky! Oh, let's scare Jessica to death. Well, as Parker, you're you're a listener. Yes, I've and listened to every episode. I'm yes. so sorry, my condolences. <laughs> I am very. Who's your favorite? Tell me now. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, really though. Um, <laughs> I have so, lovely feelings for each of you. Oh, that's wonderful. So. But as you know, this is yeah, that's fine. But we play favorites. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was like clearly. Oh, apologize. I texted Nay six times today that I love her. It's true. I didn't get zero. six. Mm-hmm. I love you, Tex. Well, y'all um, actually hang out IRL. So. <laughs> um, somebody had a headache. I know. And I know. The, and let me tell you, we watched something that. Girl. Oh my god! We, we, we <laughs> kept saying if Nay was. We were like, only we were like, Nay was can't here. Right believe now. Nay is here for wasn't here for this because um, <laughs> we didn't know if you would have like broken the TV or loved it. Like, it was like one of those things where we were like, like maybe. <laughs> Either way, it would have provoked a response. Anyway. So, Parker, we're in tea time. Welcome. Yes. <laughs> uh, Thanks for coming. Thanks for bringing us this film. Yes. I'm glad to. And I picked out a couple interesting things for tea time. I thought I'd talk about a couple short films because I don't think you guys have covered any short films in the past. No. Have, you seen some, have you seen some short films lately? It's it's kind of tough to find short films that, uh, you know, we don't have much time to get to know the characters. And uh, I struggle to find ones that I really like. So I thought what I could do is recommend two that I love. And they're accessible on YouTube so okay. anyone can watch them. Nice. Uh, the first one I picked is David Sandberg's short called Attic Panic. Have you guys seen oh, this? No, mm-hmm. never heard of that. It's my number one favorite short film I've ever seen just because it's a great exercise in suspense. Attic uh, Panic? Yeah, yeah. It's literally, uh, it was back in the days when it was just David directing and his wife Lotta was um, acting. Oh, it was Lights Out. Right, right. In that time, yeah, yeah, time period where he like kind of jokes that they would just film in like different parts of their apartment building. So (laughs) this episode is the attic, like or that uh, movie is like the attic movie. So uh, she basically is in the attic putting some things away, and this creepy ghost (laughs) pops up, and it just gets increasingly suspenseful until uh, that's great. It's just three minutes long too. Yeah, and that's lights out was like. I saw the short for that. That was only like a minute and 55 seconds. Right. And it was awesome. I so good. I don't watch short films. I'm so busy. <laughs> <laughs> it's three I'm minutes kidding. long, Mark. You can handle it. I know. I, I, I am totally joking. I love... <laughs> it is really difficult. Your it is incredibly difficult to make and write a, a, an effective short film. So, yes, you know, it, is, know. It's, it really is an underappreciated art form. Right. And since I make short films, that's why I wanted to talk about some. Like, give a little bit of love to Fair these enough. people. Who are, you know, making these indie shorts. That guy went on to, he's now, he directed Shazam, right? Yeah, that's his current project. That's the anticipated uh, up next for him. And then he also did Annabelle Creation. Right, which I enjoyed. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And Lights Out was really fun, too. So I know I'm going to enjoy his movies. Like, they're entertaining. Lights Out is a a film I think we have on our list to do here at some point. Mm. Oh, cool. Mm. Clark Wolf is uh, a fan of the show, and she... It's really smart. And if we ever have her on, which we will. For like straight eyeline month? Yes. And (laughs) she actually has a very good queer take on Lights Out that I think would be great. I'd love to hear that. Okay. So I'll save it for when she's on. And what's your second short? The second short is called The Birch. Is this one you've seen? It's on Crypt oh, TV. I've seen that, yeah. Oh, good. Okay. That's like their, their kind of like flagship short, right? Yeah. Like it's when they push Over on a million views. Yeah, very popular. Uh, 
what I like about it. So it's like a bully revenge movie, which hopefully strikes a chord with the queer community. Uh, This kid, it's a very stylish, like stunning production design and camera work. But this kid basically is given uh, this kind of Blair Witch looking uh, like twig figure from his, I guess, um, like grandmother. And she dies and she's like, by the way, like if anyone gives you trouble, just uh, use this. And he's like, okay. So uh, (laughs) this bully comes after him and the bully breaks the twig figure and this like monster emerges to get revenge. Uh, It's really interesting. Okay. Yeah, so I definitely reckon it's only four minutes long. So yeah, they have all the crypt has a lot of good stuff. I know a couple of people that have done films for them. Yeah, and the the makeup effects on that are phenomenal. Mm. Yeah, they do they do good work over at Crypt TV. I need to catch up with these things. Yeah, Chelsea's done a couple. Chelsea Stardust has done a few shorts for them, and I think Sam may have done one or two. Um, yeah, Josh and I wrote a short. And for Rose, did you ever see Dawn? I was actually no, in, I never did. In certain ways, this was sadly uh, one of the more creatively fulfilling experiences I've had. But um, yeah, the we wrote I know. a short for Rose McGowan called Dawn. Yeah, and I know it was on Filmstruck. Rest in peace. But now it's Aww. on YouTube. Oh, it is. And okay, pretty sure. Yeah, I'm Rose made it, it available on YouTube, and uh, yeah, it's really good. I know Chelsea, who I just mentioned, has seen it, and she raved about it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's on YouTube. All right, great. I want to watch that. Yeah, she did a good job. So what have you been watching, May? Uh, I obviously had to watch Bird Box. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> <Seen it yet. laughs> okay, so no spoilers of. Okay. I, okay. I, I have, I'm like the only, listen, I know. I, I don't even know what to do right now because... I, I liked this movie. No, nay. I'm so with you. I, I King loved King loved it. Loved this movie. I... I feel like I'm the only black person I know that liked this movie. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I actually really liked it all almost two hours of it. Okay. I just yeah. want to know what the hell she and Trevante Rhodes were doing for five years. There are no extra babies. <laughs> By the end of the movie, I was just like, really? I was like, what are y'all? Y'all playing Monopoly every night? I think it was lots of hangers. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, so. Whoa, gay. I mean, you don't have access to healthcare and like, she's gonna have boy one, boy two, three, four. Some no, you could, you like, could, you could blind drive to the, the CVS to get some rubbers, I they guess. They could have, right? maybe blind one of them drives. had some yeah. sort of issue that prevented. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. maybe. Yeah. This is getting grimmer by the minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, anger. Producer. <laughs> Um, I'm yeah. so with you. Everybody's on the hangers. Yeah. Bird Box. Oh yeah, I love hangers. My favorite thing. <laughs> Bird Box. I I don't know. It depends on where you're coming from. I think um, because I, I think it, it's based on one of those kind of like elemental things where it's like, why hasn't no one else like thought of this before? Necessarily, I'm sure someone has. But as a person, like, because I have a photosensitivity, so looking at bright lights and low light situations and glare mm. and sunlight, whatever, everything's bad for me. But the thing is, as a human being with a survival instinct, if there's a flashing light somewhere, I'm going to look at it and see what's going on. And trying to not look at it and avoid getting a headache is a very difficult thing. And so if I tell you right now, like, don't look at that wall over there, kind of all you want to do is to look right the hell at it. And I think that's like a... (laughs) You would survive, Nate. I I think so. I really think so. I have to check it out. Have you seen it, Mark? I have. Oh yeah, you just mentioned the fight. Did thing. I just started laughing when Dumplin showed up at the house? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, right. I, was, I was like, I was like, oh, shared universe. 
I watched I I watched it with Josh and he had kind of like the best sort of summation of, oh, of Bird share. Box to me, which was that um it was like and and no shade, but it was like at least in terms of like lighting or how they chose to shoot it. But he was like, "It's like the best ABC pilot ever." Oh my god! <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's which so is smart. not. Which is like I could see that just in the trailer. Like we're you know listen you know after a long days we're not we're never above a really well executed ABC. Ju- yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like if that's done well, fuck yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like it felt. It never felt quite like a movie. It felt like this sort of gigantic backdoor pilot starring Sandra oh, Bullock really yelling at children. Okay, I'm gonna watch <laughs> yelling at children the entire time. She's like, "Look at me! Look at me! Right, Shut I up! To, I need to watch this as yeah. soon as I can." Me, we will not make. I love her. That's my favorite. <laughs> totally, I love her. So wow. yeah, thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. Have, qu- have quibbles, but you know, like at the end of the day, I was like, "Did did you know we watch the hell out of that?" You know, like okay. on his sick couch <laughs> on Christmas Day. Yes, yes we did. The hell out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the fucking favorite. Oh and yeah! I can't wait to fucking see it again. Uh, I fucking love that movie. Uh, I brought my mom, so and it great. was the weirdest thing. Uh, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> she wasn't ready. Choice. Yeah, she wasn't ready for some of that. Like, it is so good. Mm-hmm. Has yeah. everyone here seen it? Nay, yeah. have you seen it? Mm-mm. Oh God, Nay, you really need to. I will go back. I will go so back. I will. Go I will back. too. Gladly go back. You say when? <clears throat> yeah, we will go. I when went, and where? When I saw it. When I saw it, it was with a packed audience. But we happened to be sitting uh, in front of a guy who, every time something crazy happened, oh he would he would literally he was one of these people that like clearly doesn't understand what a movie theater is, and he was like he was like. Oh my goodness! <laughs> no, I, this is not an exaggeration. He would say it full outdoor voice. Oh, that is so oh, funny! Yeah. And at first, I was annoyed, and then I was just like, you know what? It's just part of the. I experience. okay, so I the movie, the movie is that insane sometimes. I went with two friends, and we we had three seats, and there was an empty seat next to me, and a person sat down like right before the movie, so he was by himself. And he was kind of doing that, not as loud, Mm -hmm. but he was like talking. There were several times where I like would like turn and be like, are you talking to me? Because he was like, he was talking to the movie or to me. And I was just like, this guy's having a really good time. I'm not going to ruin it. Yeah. And it's so fucking funny. It's pretty fab. It's, I love it. Emma right. Stone's, I love her. She's so come. great. It was really like refreshing because we've, you know, with all the period pieces, uh, like I thought it was going to be another like the Duchess and Marie Antoinette yeah. like, type of thing, but uh, like there, the humor was just. The humor like, was oh, like seen this. body British comedy set in like that era. Mm-hmm. And I was obsessed with the navy blue choice that they used in the costumes. Mm-hmm. So I'm so used to that era being like colorless mm-hmm. and they managed to like bring color to it by but also keeping it like muted. Like I don't I was obsessed that they wore navy blue for some reason. I want Olivia Coleman to yell at me. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I will rub her gout. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Right. My- You'll see. You'll see. Nay, Nay's, Nay just made a face. But all three of them, listeners. Rachel Weiss, Emma Stone. They're fabulous. They're all fabulous. Taylor yeah. Swift's boyfriend. He's oh dreamy god. in it. Oh my god. Who's that? He's the blonde boy. Blonde. The blonde boy. guy. I just remember the guy. The one that wants to marry Emma Stone's character. Okay. You, yes, he is beautiful, isn't he? Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. So. It's always a Super plus. fun. Don't want to say much else because yeah. it is so 
so see it in a theater with a packed crowd. My theater was full and it was loud and it was people were having a really good time. I I think that my favorite thing that I saw and and eking out Suspiria for my uh, I think my preferred um, wow. viewing experience of 2018 was I got to see Roma mm-hmm. on a gigantic screen in the desert. And I don't really know what to say about it, except that it's the type of movie where um, it is, um, this is not a movie. It's almost, it's almost a shame that it's a Netflix produced film, mainly because most people are going to come to it uh, on a very small screen and they're going to start it at 10 o'clock while they're on Tinder. Right. (laughs) And (laughs) yeah. And a lot of them are going to be like, I didn't get it. It's boring and whatever. And it's, I just want, (laughs) I I want to say from the bottom of my heart, shut the fuck up, watch it in the afternoon, put down your fucking phone and give yourself (laughs) over to this gorgeous, gorgeous movie. This is a movie that I don't know if it's going to hit you the way it did for me, but it was the type, it's the type of movie where I was speechless after it was over. And an hour later I'm eating Thai food with Josh and I burst into tears. Oh my God. Over like where we just started talking about it and I just became a wreck and I started laughing because I was like that. I've never, I don't remember the last time I had an experience talking about, (laughs) talking about, uh, 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 I movie. love that. that, and it's just um, I love listening. To it, it really is um, yeah, masterpiece. I think it's a masterpiece, and not everybody agrees, but I think a lot of people. Are, I've heard nothing but good things. Okay, yeah, I've, I've had a lot. I've, I've talked to some people that are like, I don't know, it didn't really do anything for me, and I'm just like, you're, I don't understand you. But um, anyway, <laughs> I feel like that's a reaction when something gets a lot of uh, good reviews True. and people are on board that someone's got to be like, ah, nah. Yeah, I think yeah. someone likes no one... to be the first to go, you know what? Right. Absolutely. It's not yeah. actually good. Yeah. You, you have so, to approach anyway. the movie at its level because yeah. it is a very, it's uh, hypnotic. It's yeah. slow. Yeah. Uh, but and coming from someone who I have not said this out loud on the podcast before, but I don't necessarily agree with you on Suspiria. But I will I say, no, a lot of people don't like it. Um, but Love I, it. no, there, there's great stuff and there's stuff that I didn't like. That's just me. But um, I think it's, I think Roma has united us in a way that like it is slow, but it has something for you if you're willing to go there and take it. Yeah. But it's very patient and it, you have to do the work. Yeah. And not everyone wants to do that. Mm-hmm. No, no. And it's, it is, I, I 100% agree. And uh, it's a movie about extremes. And, and I, I, would love to talk about this sometime, but like, I feel in every scene or in a lot of scenes, there is, if it's about life um, at a certain time where, you know, if a scene is about birth in a certain ways, it's also about death. It's about, it's about life living in the balance of extremes. And I know that's incredibly vague, but I don't want to talk about specific right. plot points with people. <clears throat> anyway, if you have the opportunity to see this movie on a big screen, please, 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 please go. Um, I, you will not be sorry. And if you can only see it, uh, at home or on a television, please try to find the biggest one you can <laughs> yeah. and please do it at a time when you're not exhausted and, you know, like, and, like coming put your phone in the other room. Yeah. It's Get some good speakers. It, you have it is, it is, um, it's, it's good. It's good medicine. It's okay. really just amazing. I love Mark recommendations. <laughs> I have no, a, Cause I, I get have real. A, I have a running list of your recommendations. We're already here. Let's talk about this movie that has gathered us together. Mm, yes. Again. It was my doing. So if you hated it, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I definitely didn't. I well, definitely didn't either. No, not at all. Should we listen to the trailer? 
Yeah, let's listen to the trailer and, and then, then we'll, we'll go to some shady summaries. The reduction trailer, I believe. Yes, um, the patience in this room, I notice, gets pretty thin. And this trailer is about two and a half minutes long. The trailer so I, I cut watched, it down. I uh, cut it down. The trailer I watched was three minutes and it was like, <laughs> The longest three minutes of my life. It's uh, like the pilot- now I feel like we have to listen to. No, <laughs> it's like the pilot trailer to God Friended Me, which is like the entire show. Have you seen? It's holy shit, bananas! Oh anyway, my God. sorry. Here's the trailer. Okay. Let's scare Jessica to death. It's so crazy. Now I want to watch God Friended Me. Calling on all the spirits of everyone who's ever died in this house, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus presents Let's Scare Jessica to Death. <laughs> all right that was okay good. Right. Brennan, yeah. pretty good mm, i love old you. trailers that or i like old movies that like the title totally alludes to something else to yeah me, like well, yeah. The, the title is yeah. a big misdirect which yeah i think is a huge misdirect so. the poster yeah. too actually i mean it, it does it doesn't quite give you what it's selling like the it? skeleton coming out of lava <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, oh, no lava. And this woman who clearly isn't Zora Lambert. Yeah, Yeah, I'll get into why the title to me is misleading, but. Well, there were several other titles. Oh, really? Yes. Tell us. us Well, the original. um, Well, you know, this movie was supposed to be a comedy. No. Well, I I heard that it was originally just like people go into a cove and like there's something in the water. Yeah, called It Drinks Hippie Blood. (laughs) (laughs) I saw, I remember, I think I saw one was Hippie Vampire. Yeah, it was an alternate title. It took okay. me a long time to realize this was a vampire movie. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We love yeah. doing that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also Jessica. Okay. That name. Huh. Um, that fits. <laughs> Just Saint- Jessica. The Satanists. That's it. Okay. The, the Satanists. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. None of them, you know, none of them are as kicky as. Uh, Let's scare Jessica to Let's death. Scare Jessica yeah, to that's death. a yeah. catchy title. They picked the right yeah. one. Yeah. I agree. So just being like a movie just so, named Jessica. Jessica. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole different movie. What the Honey, you want to see Jessica? Look, we like, reviewed a movie called Rebecca. Like, oh, well. Yeah. That, that sings to me. We did. That sings to me. We sure did. That is my favorite episode you guys have done. Hey, girl. Why? Because it was just an extended. Because it was just. Because you, Mark, said that Mrs. Danvers takes off her dress and she has the same dress underneath. And that was when I knew, like, this is my Uh, favorite. Oh, look at Mark's got I hate compliment face. Uh, (laughs) Well... I, I I do remember. I think that the, the the Rebecca episode may have been the last time that I felt that like choking feeling <laughs> from laughter, where yeah. I was just like, "It hurts." <laughs> I felt it too. Uh, uh, it's Nay, so what's great. your shady summary? Mine. Um, don't trust anyone, especially men. Oh, oh good. good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, mine is the most confused I've ever been while watching a movie, yet I can't wait to watch it again. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's lovely. I love that. Uh, mine is. Les scares Jessica to death. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's nice. 
<laughs> Mine's a little long, bear with me. It's a bored lesbian vampire who has dominion over a town of geriatric white men decides to mess around with a group of hippies. Oh, <laughs> all right. Okay. She's bored. Yeah, so like all these white men in town that she has bitten. Yes, mm-hmm. exclusively, exclusively old, old white, white men. men. That is literally the last people I want to be immortal. <laughs> old white men. <laughs> You're walking around only biting the old white guys? Are you kidding me? I know. that They're the only people in town. You can't find anyone. <laughs> did she, yeah, did, but in making them immortal, did she make them hers? Like, is she their boss? I yeah. Mean, they kind of seem like her foot soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> spoilers, guys. <laughs> there will be a lot of spoilers, I yeah. think. But, you know, the movie... Sorry if we spoil a 48-year-old movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing like a lot of right. people haven't seen it. <laughs> was I was I too Mark. soon? Oh no, no, not no! It's just everybody seemed to have like, yeah. Well, we all agree on that. <laughs> yeah. so, like, a, a, there was like it. a weird silence. A silence fell. <laughs> but go on. Sorry. I was just gonna say that uh, when I was, tr- I wanted to pick a movie that's like a hidden gem for mm. us to discuss. So mm-hmm. I was looking at my like letterbox list of favorite horror films, and uh, I was trying to find the first one that had like some kind of queer element to it. And this was the one that stuck out. Yeah, I actually had never seen the movie. Okay, cool. So it was my first time watching. Same. Um, and it was, <laughs> it's like so interesting. Like, I can't think of an, any other word to describe the film. Yeah. Like, you had messaged me today at some mm-hmm. point saying you had 20 more minutes to watch. And I was like, you need to watch it. It's like where stuff happens, actually. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, I loved everything leading up to that for yeah. some reason. It's such a weird movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, there were times when I was watching it where I was like, do these people, were these people, in on the fact that they were making a movie <laughs> or did they not know that there was like cameras following them in their life? Cause like, I felt like stuff was really happening to them, but at the same time, I didn't think they were good actors. Is that, does that make sense? You know, the all? worst actor in the movie, that mouse that was supposed to be a mole. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. They even like, had the nerve. It's a mole. It was like, like, Jessica, mouse. Jessica, are you okay? So yeah. should we like give like a quick recap to listeners like what the plot? Because it's like literally a two sentence rundown of what the plot is. Parker, do you want to? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'll just try to do a quick one. Like so Jessica is released from a mental institution. Yeah, so that's how it opens. She, her husband, and this guy Woody, who apparently just lives with them, uh, <laughs> they drive into town in a hearse, and right away it's just old white men. Who are like running the town? They're like these damn hippies. So they move into this I weird. Love that none of their lips matched what they're saying. <laughs> yes, like, and that's something I actually want to talk about later. But okay, I'll good. keep talking about what the movie is about. So they uh, arrive at this old house and they meet Emily, who's this. Everyone's attracted to her. <gasps> I we should fucking say... cannot. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Here you are in my house. I'm already can't trust myself. I'm like stay? scared. Do you want to fucking stay? No, actually, <laughs> get the fuck out, weirdo. Yeah. So we should probably say too that Jessica's husband bought an an apple orchard slash farm on a Connecticut island. Yes. yes. To like help her get well, and basically went bankrupt in the process. So they have no other option but to make this orchard work. Yeah. And they find a 
Because if there's anything you need while recovering from running a, a stay in an asylum <laughs> is like the pressure to make your fucking farm yeah. profitable. <laughs> on top of it, on top of it, on, on top of it, it's like it's now that you've gotten to the farmhouse and there's like a fucking Manson girl living. Yes. Oh, my exactly. God. There. I was just girl. like, oh, she's a Manson girl. Like, and yeah, she's playing the guitar. OK, like, so I have to say song. that the scene in the kitchen, that song it is my kind of my favorite moment in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, it's great. He brings out that chance. It's a beautiful like legitimately haunting a uh, little tune and there's something very intimate about the scene. I mean that's really that's cool. the thing about this movie is that it's it's very cheap. You can tell yes, that yes, it was made yes. for twenty five days, fifty bucks, twenty five. It was made for one hundred and eighty thousand dollars in nineteen seventy one. Right, and I was looking Expected at it going like, both. did Paramount pick this up or was they Paramount- had to have? Right, I don't know. I have no idea. Either way. Um, there's but and and yet the movie has something. It's somehow more than the sum of its parts. Um, and I think I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I think Zora Lampert, who never really had, as far as I know, as as great a showcase as this ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I mean, am I crazy or is she kind of wonderful? I think so too. Yeah. There was a weird. Yeah. It's she and the movie have this like weird quality that you're like what the fuck is this but it kind of lulls you into like yeah. i like what you're giving me yeah fun fact about that song by the way mm-hmm. is they had every intention to actually replace that actress's voice yes, with right. a professional yeah. singer mm-hmm. it, but, but she was when so they, good yeah but when they played it back i think they saw some of what you're talking about yeah and we're like it's so intimate because i bet it was written as just being a song that they sang but it was like to me, it was part of like the spookiness, and I think yeah. I had texted you guys yesterday, being like Jessica's spooky, yeah. And it was at that moment because I was like, "There's something weird and hypnotic mm-hmm. going on here." Yeah. But yeah, when continue. Manson girls start Completely. singing "Stay Forever," excuse yeah. me. <laughs> so yeah, I agree. Zora is that her name? Yeah, uh, Zora Lampert. Yeah, yes. like there's something where I kept thinking to myself, "I'm like this Zora." is smiling like a goofy idiot this entire time. And then you're like, but is she just brilliant? You know what I mean? Because you're like, she has no idea what she's doing. They're like, wait a minute. She's brilliant. She has a really (laughs) distinct voice too. So Mark, if you can imitate it, I want to hear. I know you're so good at doing those voices. I can't. I definitely can't do that. Especially when she screams. There's like this weird. It does. She does have like an odd timber to it, right? Mm -hmm. She was also the famous for being like the Goya lady in commercials. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Like she was like, I think her. her, Respect. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Attention must be paid. Okay. Uh, And her tagline was always uh, Goya. Oh, boy. But what I love about Zora Lampert in this movie is that um, so often uh, when you see actors having to play vulnerability or fragility, um, you can see them putting it on because they are not willing or unable to actually do it. And Zora Lampert does not have to sell it. Somehow she just captures it. And I think it's sort of the secret sauce of what makes this movie work versus not work because the other actors are fine. Yeah, um, like they're not horrible. No, they're serviceable. They're fine. <laughs> um, you know, except Woody. I kind of, yeah. I'm, I'm partial for Woody to Woody because he kind not of Woody for Woody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's maybe, for that. I thing. think it's maybe because like he's sort of with that hair and the stash. Like I was just like, I was like, did they like cast you? They saw you in like oh Godspell God. or something? Like he you sort of seemed love like a you know. daddy. <laughs> Anyway, I like, I like, and also, and also I like, I 
screamed when he was like in the orchard, like working because they were spraying, I guess, DDT or yeah. something. And I was like, holy shit, that's so much cancer. They're spraying all <laughs> over is. these apples. It's and so Jessica at one point just takes runs through it like it's a head. sprinkler. Yeah. yeah. Like it takes an entire load of it. <laughs> oh my God. I had to tell myself. <laughs> At that part, I was like, please just let me imagine that they replaced it with water. Yeah, Just exactly. for that scene. Yeah, I, mean, I did the same thing. I was like, that's water, right? Yeah, that's totally water. Got, of course it's, it's water. It's gotta be water. So yeah. yesterday you had text Nay and I saying that if you ever remade this movie, you want Kristen Wiig to play Jessica. All I could think about. <laughs> All I could think about then the entire movie is that Zora's performance reminds me of Kristen Wiig in Bridesmaids when she's drunk in the plane. <laughs> like her movements the whole time, the way she moved her hands and her legs, and like would put her hands in her skirt pockets. Right. I was like, she is Kristen Wiig. <laughs> I'm ready to party. Yes. Yes. I was uh, talking to Elric Kane last night and he said that, um, something about Jocelyn Donahue like being in a remake of this or maybe he was just oh. saying that that would be like ideal casting I can't remember Interesting. But- Elric is uh, from Shockwaves for people who don't know yes. which is also a Blumhouse podcast great podcast but I think she'd be perfect I like the House of the Devil a lot and Ugh, she's great oh yeah I've never seen Nicole Richie as Jessica honestly. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea more than any okay did you watch Great News no Okay, that was a show created by a writer from 30 Rock. Tina Fey was an executive producer. Nicole Ritchie played one of the anchors. It was about a really shitty cable news team. That's amazing. Nicole Ritchie in it is like <laughs> Jenna Maroney's like spirits. <laughs> have, you, have you ever seen it? There, there was only two seasons. NBC canceled it, unfortunately. It was my favorite sitcom when it was on the air. I highly recommend checking it out because Nicole Ritchie steals that show you said jenna maroney and now i want jenna yeah. maroney to do this movie <laughs> oh yeah. my god but it would be called like death scares jessica to death or something. Right. Like, the rural juror <laughs> i love that on 30 rock like, oh god i love <laughs> the orchard farm of orchards like <laughs> classic 30 rock how girl. old were you when you first watched this movie uh, I was trying to remember. I saw it on Turner Classic Movies maybe nice. like 10 years ago. It's been a <laughs> nice. while. And I bought it on DVD right away because it has such a distinct story world. I think like the sound design and the music and oh. sometimes the absence of sound where there should be sound. It like adds Yeah, when her like there were several times where she spoke and you it don't hear nothing. anything. Yeah. yeah. And it was so otherworldly. And I actually it, liked it. It is very <laughs> like otherworldly in the sense it reminded me of two things and one of them i'm going to steal from somebody who was i read an article about it yesterday one it reminded me of the way they shot the reenactments on unsolved mysteries which are like (laughs) hazy and like you know what i mean like like that show is spooky yeah and it's because of the way they shot it like on the cheap yet at the same so time man it, yes yeah and then so much, so much fog. Fog. <laughs> the other thing it reminded me of and i agree i forget what writer wrote this but that it was it was like a 70s douche commercial like it had like the look of like a 70s douche commercial and it does like it has that and it has like the music that kind of goes along weirdly with like <laughs> yeah, any commercial about a vagina has like a certain music and like like a mandolin, filter. mandolin yeah. music and like and a yeah. weird Massive filter game. going across a field. Yeah, yes, wildflowers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just wonder if I had watched this when I was young, if I would have finished it, and would I have even thought it was scary? Because I feel like what was scary to me now is that 
I'm crazy enough to get it. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, I have doubted myself because mm-hmm. of my mental illness or I have like downplayed my, my gut instinct because I think I'm being anxious. Mm-hmm. And to imagine Jessica, like not, like, well, so often when she's afraid, she's like, I'm just going to act like I didn't see that because mm-hmm. th- I just got out and they're going to be like, damn, this bitch is crazy. And I just, well, like the outward yeah. uh, people, other people telling you what you're experiencing is not yeah. real or wrong. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. have like a kind of a weird theory about Jessica and I'm not, sh- I want to know if you guys like picked up on it all or if it's just me. bring it on. So, uh, I she seems to have like this extra sensory thing going on. Like she's very in touch with the dead and she can communicate telepathically with Emily. Like, and uh, I just wonder like how, so everyone's like, well, she's crazy and she got out of this mental asylum, but how crazy is she? Cause it seems like all this supernatural stuff in the world of this movie is real. And maybe she just like is able to kind of sense it. She has like some kind of psychic thing. Maybe. I think that's interesting because I took it as because we didn't see anything that happened to her before the time of the movie that everything that happened to her was real. Mm -hmm. They convinced her it wasn't. And then the movie is proving that everything that had happened to her before actually did happen. Yeah. 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 I took it that way personally, like that she wasn't quote unquote crazy. Everyone else was fucking wrong. And the only like <laughs> hint that she gave of something that happened before she was in this mental hospital was um, she says that she saw her dad and uh, he like whispered something to her. And so I thought like, okay, so maybe she's like able to see yeah. these spirits. Or something? I feel like they would have shown us the pre house stuff had we been led to believe that's, you know what I mean? Like had we seen the quote unquote crazy before moving to the house, it would have given us this, okay, is this stuff happening to her real? Mm -hmm. But since we didn't see any of that, I felt like I took at it as she does have some sort of perception and everyone else in her life is a gaslighting. Yeah. They just don't understand it. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) They they shit on what they don't understand. Mm -hmm. I, I want, I really did want to know what had landed her in the asylum. Yeah. Um, because there wasn't any point in the movie where I thought she was delusional or, or imagining yeah. Yeah. Um, anything she, that was happening. Or a danger to anybody, including herself. Yeah. yeah. It's really, really interesting. And there is like, she has a really frustrating relationship with her husband too. And in the, well, he ain't shit. <laughs> that guy's eyebrows had eyebrows. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I like swarthy, but holy shit. What do you think of that absence of hair? Oh my God. Do you want to when rub your hands on Emily? I was like, are you going to try to suck out her esophagus? Just <laughs> <laughs> calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Emily was ready to get him off. She was, yeah, she had yeah. her knife at the she ready. She knew what she was doing. Or her teeth, I guess. Jessica is super perceptive. Like at the dinner table, she knew immediately when her man liked Emily. She was like, oh, yeah. my man likes he Emily. Likes yeah. yeah. God, and yet she wants Emily feeling. to stay. Because mm-hmm. she kind of like her too. Well, exactly. Yeah. Lesbian. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And yeah, the, I mean, maybe, I, I don't know, maybe there's a, a way to look at it, too, where, like, Jessica is like Emily and just is learning mm. her mm. power and strength and what she is. Like, maybe. Yeah. I, I took it because, you know, Jessica is constantly repressing her point of view in terms of not wanting to reveal what it is she's experiencing or saying for fear of the men around her thinking that she's, you know, mm-hmm. losing her marbles again. 
at the same time, you know, she is both attracted to and is and repelled by Emily because on some level, you know, Emily, uh, you know, despite being a hundred year old drowned vampire, you know, at least has agency. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I'm going to turn all these gross old, you know, like uh, Republican weirdos. (laughs) <laughs> into my army, <gasps> of, my army of of <laughs> blood banks, you know, and um, this is my blood island, banks. and yeah. you know, old Saybrook, Connecticut, is uh, is my domain. Well, and there's a way, there's a way to look at Jessica. Their ages too, like Emily represents kind of like the sexual revolution in the future, and Emily kind of represent or Jessica can, in a way, represent like the pre sixties, um, subservient true attitude too you know Mm -hmm. and i think jessica's at a real crossroads in her life oh this is interesting and maybe she wanted out of that and they're like no you're 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 crazy we need to put you in the asylum so maybe she started pushing back on that Mm -hmm. that was prequel um but what yeah sort of didn't scare jessica to death i don't know what the prequel name would be well Um, can we talk about the title for a second? Yeah. Uh, because I, I kept waiting for um, the end of the film to reveal some kind of April Fool's Day yes. kind of like surprise. Or like, like we're all, all trying to fuck with Jessica. Yeah. Because the title Let's Scare Jessica to Death presupposes a bunch of people getting together and saying to each other, hey, let's scare Jessica yes. to death. And I wrote in my notes the closest that I think the movie came to that was at the very end when she's in the rowboat and all the creepy old white men are standing right. behind Emily. And I just imagine her being like, like, we did it. We scared her to death. <laughs> right. But it's not. But again, I kept waiting to be like, oh, Jessica's super rich. Uh, and you know and we want our money or Jessica has this mm. or Jessica has that and none of that came to pass and I wasn't disappointed right. because in the end I just love a, a, a good a title weirdo. first of all a good title <laughs> and it's just I get it and um, and I liked that it wasn't you know it, it didn't tip its hand you know it, it, I like that the title ended up being a misdirect but mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you guys had any I expected to find out that the husband and Woody were already involved mm. Like I expected that to be the reveal that everybody oh, was that in on been it. Interesting, yeah. yeah. Hence the title. Maybe you should do the remake. You want to write that? <laughs> hey, I'm good. <laughs> you know, I I guess I didn't think about how there was never this big reveal, and it turned out that folks were like plotting against Jessica the whole time. But I was thinking about how when you don't feel well or you're anxious, how it, everything is scary. Like yeah. the sunset, you can look out your window and be like, that is so scary. And oh my God, that's really interesting. In like, the beginning when Jessica, they like show her in the cemetery and she's like, I'm free now. And I don't know. I just, she was outside and it just, it felt like for someone, like we don't know what was going on for her, like her mental health history, mm-hmm. but it seemed like. Or like her, or the like follow up. I'm like, are you taking medic? Like she's taking medication. I don't right. know. Like, like what's, what's going, going on? on because yeah, yeah. otherwise, well, because and like speaking from personal experience, like everything's so fucking scary. It no one has to even be plotting against you mm. for something to scare you to death. Yeah, no, of course. And and I just, I don't know. I that like recovery phrase after you feel like you've hit a low or you've had like some kind of breakdown where you're just really unsure and every day that you feel better still feels really scary because you haven't been distanced long enough right. from like the breakdown or mm. like the low. I don't know. 
I'm rambling at this point. No, I think there's something there to like, I saw me and Jessica in the sense that like, which is an issue I've had to work through my entire life is like the constant fear that you're disappointing others. Mm-hmm. Like this, con- she to you're me, always going to be a disappointment. Oh my god! <laughs> Talk about that in therapy for about two hours <laughs> next week. Uh, <laughs> but I kept seeing that from her, like this constant fear of like I can't let them know what I just saw because they'll send mm-hmm. me. like yeah. disappointing them. Like not only is she concerned about going back to the asylum, but she she does legitimately seem to me like she's scared that she's going to upset her husband. In the yeah, process, one of the weirdest moments of exactly that is when she sees Emily in the house for the first time and instead of freaking out that someone's in her house she's like her husband's like I saw it too. Yeah she's, she's like, comforted oh, she has yes, to be comforted yes. by the fact that he admits that he right. saw this person and it's just like imagine spending a life <laughs> <laughs> spending a life where like you can't even admit like you can't you're afraid to say I just yeah. saw a human being. In yeah. In the end I think one of the, the, the more unsettling aspects of let's scare Jessica to death is the, is the fact that from the beginning, she's so happy, right? Mm -hmm. Everything about Jessica's existence is sort of defined by death or, or moving towards death. She's riding in a hearse at the beginning of the movie. Oh my God. Yeah. She's, they pull over at a cemetery and she's like, cemetery, cemetery. Like she's literally like, (laughs) I'm going to hang these on my bedroom wall. She jumps out of the car and runs to the tombstones like Lassie. Yeah. (laughs) She's so fucking happy. She's so excited. And she's like taking these etchings and she puts them on the wall. She's like, it's so beautiful. She's reading off of tombstones. And everything about death, everything about the end point is somehow a fantasy and wonderful to her. She's and so, and what I find what I what what I find unsettling about the movie and, and again it's this is why the movie is sort of for me anyway like more than the sum of its parts and that because the movie's parts are like sometimes totally wonky and you're just like what is this and who lit this and why put the camera here and I don't know <laughs> yeah. why are you trying to make what make it look like day is night yeah it's just like there's <laughs> some really sometimes there's some really just like oh, okay choices um, but the fact yeah. that but the fact that it it, it 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 is at its core, you know, this this what's frightening about what's frightening about the movie to me in the end is that Jessica uh, has kind of death ideation at yeah. the beginning of the movie, and what's frightening is watching her as she's pulled closer to it, as Emily essentially is pulling her closer to mm-hmm. it and saying, "You're home, you're home, you're home. You're home. This is it." Um, the more you know, sort of alarming and upsetting that is. And you see, you know, you see her will to live. You see her desire for life, like come out. Yeah. And, you know, and Zora Lampert is great at, you yeah. know, sort of getting that across. And I don't know. I mean, this, there's a reason I, I read this movie is one of Stephen King's favorite movies. Oh, no kidding. And, I didn't um, know that. And I was like, Oh, I was like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Well, there's like a lot of resentment from the men that she is happy too. Cause mm. they're such fucking crotchety assholes that like, they almost like, they like find it, bizarre that this human being can have joy. Mm. You know what I mean? Cause neither Woody nor her husband seem to have any fun is the word I'm looking for. I guess like it's like they want to bash down her happiness at mm. all times, mm. you know? So like, there's a way to look at it that way too. Cause it's just like, she can't win no matter what she's doing around those, those two. Woody a little less than her husband. Yeah. But Woody's, Woody's a little, 
you know, even at least he's like, go look after your wife. Like, yeah. He's, he's like, kind of like, uh, you have a wife that, you know, he's like three feet from you. There maybe was- leave, you know, scary Amy Adams away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I kept I, thinking of Elizabeth Moss. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, my God. Elizabeth Moss would be amazing <laughs> in the remake. Um, okay. But yeah. Oh, my God. Your dog is too freaking cute. <laughs> Ken's here. Ken, we need... Hang on. You know, He's so cute. Uh, we need a picture. Anyway. Um, so... If, if we take a <laughs> picture break. <laughs> we'll post. We have to post this one. Clearly. Yeah. Um, but there's not a lot to it. So... Yeah. I don't know. I wanted to ask real (laughs) quick because it might just be me. Uh, There's a this is just a really short brief moment. The they uh, capture the mute woman, uh, Mm -hmm. and Woody sees her and says, "What's that?" Did anyone else like feel like that was like? Wait, is he like saying like she's that? Is that like an example of his objectification of women, or is he like talking about something else? Because <laughs> I was so confused. I don't remember that? I, I, I actually, mean, I remember when they caught her, but I don't remember yeah. saying that. Well, the the mute woman was a leftover from a previous script. Yeah, and so, I, there was some producer who was like, "She's got to stay." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I feel like. Correct me if I'm wrong. I've only seen it once, and it was yesterday. Did the mute woman really play anything into? She's clearly Emily's, Emily's girlfriend. Okay. And she's, yes. yeah. And she's just like, listen, <laughs> I've been through it. Listen, Jessica, <laughs> yes. you don't even know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. She can't. In- she Do you can't, remember like, just- Jenny from the L word? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. Cause she can't just like message her on Instagram and be like, not trying to be drama or anything, but I used to date Emily, and let me tell you, I dated her when she was Abigail. She is I dated her when she was Apple. Abigail. Back when she was Abigail, you mean? <laughs> Wait, is Jenny the one? Is Jenny the one from Elward? The one who was like, um, oh, what's her name from Exotica? And um, she was the one that you were talking about, what, Jennifer Schechter. Previously, how how as I a yeah. person, you yes, some understanding yeah. for Jenny. Yes, okay. yeah. yes, absolutely. Exactly. Mm. Oh, that's so true, though. Like, you know, she was like, you know, she can't speak, you know, but she's trying to communicate. Like, mm-hmm. like someone get her a pen. She had a loose leaf paper. Maybe she can talk to, talk to you about that. I don't know. Write it in the dirt. They were like, like, say something. <laughs> Tell us what you want. And Use this like, apple. And she's trying to say, get me a pen. <laughs> get me a pen. <laughs> Ooh, Pencil work still. Ooh, this is I can't go I can't. forward with this. <laughs> no, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, we're awful. <laughs> well, would you give it a pride float? Uh, no. <laughs> I want to give it a float in the indie horror parade, but <laughs> not in a pride parade. I don't think. I, I, think that. I, would, I would in love the 70s. Uh, and like a lot of a lot of like peasant blouses and like and a chorus of women singing "Stay Forever, My Love, My Love," and just raw meat oh, all okay. over the float. <laughs> raw meat. I wrote that if I did give it a float, mm-hmm. it would just be like a pool that's on wheels, and Emily's on a treadmill that's submerged in the water. She's wearing her wedding dress. She's just like walking in the middle of the oh, that's water. That's fun. That's yeah. pretty. Okay, coming yeah. to get Jessica. Suck yeah. that blood. I, know, I just see steaks <laughs> everywhere on the pride float to me. I think Jessica and Emily tribbing on top of a platform. <laughs> that's it. I love your if I, I'm not going to get it, but it doesn't get one. It doesn't get one. It doesn't get one. No. no. But, that's, yeah. but that's not like a knock against the movie. No, right? no it's, it's not. not at all. It's one no. of my favorite movies, but for Pride, yeah. lesbian panic movie is what I read. <laughs> Someone describing it as. <laughs> I can 
can see that a little bit. Yeah. Lots of lesbian panic at Pride, so. Pride can, for many of us, be just a, a gay panic event. Oh, absolutely. So, <laughs> yes. God. You know. I was thinking that this last year. I was like, am I too old for Pride these days? Oh. Have I? I was jittery as fuck at Pride this last year. I, I felt very out of place. There's that, like the actual pride, which I I don't go to. But then every party, I just feel like every person that you do not want to talk to in Los Angeles and maybe the surrounding areas are at this damn party, (laughs) at this event, at this club. Every ex that you don't want to see, their posse, their friends, everyone, everyone's rolling through. And it's just like, wow, this is actually the worst. And I'm ready to go home immediately. (laughs) Oh, my God. I feel you. Yeah. All right. Well, no pride float for you, Jessica. <laughs> Do we make it to a community service with sleepaway camp? Yeah. <laughs> Always going to be my favorite. Maybe a little sleepaway camp had to do like twenty hours, like the youth <laughs> center. <laughs> yeah. Sleepaway camp went to reform school. Like we did. Yeah. <laughs> they were just like yeah. they don't get. Anything. Uh, there was yeah. one more thing I wanted to mention. Uh, so I found some trivia that this director, John Hancock, was uh, originally going to direct Jaws two. And, oh, that's right. It was him. And what was so funny about that to me is uh, there's a scene when Jessica's swimming out in the water. It's when her husband and Woody are lying on the dock. And the music is literally like, dunna, dunna. And I thought, wait, <laughs> Jaws. And yeah, this guy almost directed Jaws too. It's like, he loves Jaws. I'm a little surprised that they were going to hand it to him based on that scene. Because I was just <laughs> like, what is that? Is that a, a store mannequin? Well, like, what is Jaws that? Because it's out just, in it is a mannequin. I, the original, yes. Yeah. So then this would have been like, maybe Jaws stole it from Let's Scare Jessica to Death. They, yes. Hold on. completely. Yeah. <laughs> ripped off let's scare Jessica. that's right it's one of stephen king's favorite movies i know there you go well um i guess case closed on <laughs> case closed on this one you guys uh, <laughs> where can everybody be found on the the media of social uh i'm on twitter at michael kenken that's it and mark i could be found at senior teen on instagram nay i'm on instagram black cupcake and you can find me on Twitter at Parker Brennan. Just make sure when you type Brennan, it ends in Owen instead of Owen, or, or else you'll probably find someone else. You can follow me too if you want. Yeah, please follow Brennan Klein. Um, so you said Twitter and Instagram is the same? I don't have Instagram. Oh, then that's fine. No, it's fine. Uh, we have different combinations of social media here. Everyone's accepting <laughs> and welcoming. Totally okay. fine. Thank God. Um, but yeah, you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Queer Wolf Pod, and you can find me on Twitter at It's Raining Friends. Hey yo, yo yo yo. <laughs> that's the end. That's, that's Michael's the end. Sign off. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.